Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard. That's what we do. We watch them very carefully. They they bear watching. They they're up to shenanigans. Uh, with me this week, not one but two simply fantastic co-hosts. Uh, much more fantastic than say the Fantastic Four movie, which was not actually very good. These two are good. Um, I saw the movie recently. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, first up, let's introduce. We'll, we'll go with. Uh, hold on. Okay, we're gonna go with Alex this week. Alex, what do you have? Did to? you did you have to flip a coin? Yeah, that's what I just did. Fair enough. Uh, what have I been up to? Not a whole lot. I haven't been playing Pokemon Go as much because uh, the last patch kind of broke stuff. And I'm really yeah. sad about that. Yeah, I, I heard um, that it was bad. Yeah, uh, I'm waiting for them to get their expletive together. And then I'll be back to that. Otherwise, um, I played a little Overwatch today because there's a new build. Uh, and I'm just waiting for the invasion stuff to start in WoW on Tuesday. So I haven't been doing anything but waiting. Nah, Fix your stuff. Every, every, every company that makes every game I play, get it together, please. Uh, also with us, and hopefully not having as much waiting as Alex is, and and what are you up to? Um, well, I'm level 14 in Pokemon Go, and I'm still playing because I don't care about tracking. I just walk around downtown and catch things. Well, I, they I, also made Pokemon fight back more, so you waste more balls. Oh, but well, that I also don't really care about because where we go to is it, the streets are lined with Pokestops. It's <laughs> yeah, it requires me to take special trips to get places like that, and I can't do that every day. No, I was like, I had hit level 11, and then I went to get my hair done, and in the process of getting my hair done, I caught so many Pokemon in the salon that I leveled up to 14. So, that was a thing. <laughs> well, there you go. And I also, I finally finished cleaning out the void storage and the bank and the bags of my main character in Warcraft. I have so much space now. Like, I'm using, like, maybe maybe a quarter of... I don't know what to do with it all. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually didn't get rid of a lot of stuff. I There were some things that I saved because I was like, oh, no, that was that was a very specific thing, and I want to keep that, you know? Or or I worked really hard for this particular thing, and I, and I just I want to hang on to it so that I have the actual item. But most of it... I was pretty vicious about chucking out things, and I think I made about 3,500 gold or something just from venering stuff. Probably close to that, because on the character I had that I didn't even, like, my main, well, my original main, he isn't really my main anymore because I switched to a completely different warrior in a different realm, but my original main had, like I said, the huge weapon collection and all the gear from various raids, and they broke set bonuses. Right. And so I didn't have any reason to keep the gear for, for time walking anymore. Right. But I still like like my weapon collection. I'm not getting rid of that. I'm keeping all my weapons from my weapon collection. So he still has a lot of stuff in his bank, but his void storage is completely empty. And that felt really strange. Like there was a moment where I was panicking. Like you know what I mean? Like there's like, you know, oh god. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't delete anything that I don't think I can replace. Um 
I moved. Like, there's a couple armor pieces I kept. I had sets that I had kept in the bank that I moved to void storage because all of a sudden I had room in void storage again. Um, and I have, like, I have an empty... I have so much space in the void storage right now. Like, I had two tabs, and both tabs were crammed full, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh-uh, no, I'm using, like, maybe two rows of one tab now, and that's it. Yeah, um, like, the only thing I'm keeping in void storage on one character... I actually found on one character the... Uh, do you remember how we were talking about how you had the leather set that looks vaguely like the Paladin stuff? Yeah. I have the plate version. I found right. it on an alt that I haven't played in like six years. Yeah. He had, so I, but I, I didn't know I had it. Like I <laughs> honestly had no idea I had this. And I went on this one character that, that I hadn't played him. I just had not been playing this guy since, I guess, since after Wrath. And he had the full set, like the, the, Wrath, the, the, the Wrath version of it. Okay, cool. So, so I got to keep that. So I kept that just because it was like, hey, yeah, throw that in wood storage. Yeah, that was the one I kept. And then all of the cloth gear that I that I farmed up on my rogue, I kept because I can't transmog it. And it's soul bound to me now, which just, but for the record, that really sucks because I have a lot of cloth gear on my rogue that I farmed on my rogue specifically for like role playing and stuff like that. But I can't add it to my wardrobe. And some of it is pieces you can't get anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's just forever going to be sitting in my inventory. Thanks, Blizzard. When they switched... Do you know how they they switched some, like, mail pieces to plate? Yeah. And, like, you know, a lot of quest items are plate now. Um, I had a bunch of mail stuff that I had just because I liked it on my warrior. And he still has it. Yeah, all that stuff. None of it changed. It, it's all like set. It's like all green sets things that stayed male. None of it changed, so it's completely useless to me. Except just, to just wear. I just wish that it had. I don't know. I wish it had added the stuff that I'd already collected, or at least allowed me, because I can put cloth gear on. I can't. My rogue can't slap on a piece of plate, but I can slap on a cloth robe. So I, I don't know why, why couldn't I you... transmog. <laughs> Why can't you at least learn the stuff that or, you have yeah. that you have soulbound to you? Even if I can't transmog it, why can't I just add it to the wardrobe? What's yeah. what's wrong with doing that? I mean, well, they, and I, I know, know that people were complaining. They were like, nobody will ever want to farm anything with anything except for plate glasses because they can equip anything. Okay, well, fine. Limit it so that you know leather wearers can do leather and cloth, and cloth wearers can do leather and cloth, and then have mail and plate wearers interchangeable. So you need like. Either a yeah. male wear. They, they probably feel it's really arbitrary. Like, okay, leather can technically equip cloth, but cloth can't technically equip leather. And no, the the, the thing that they did, the, the thing that they did, where they made like you know, um, hunters male from the start and like paladins and warriors plate from the start. I get why they did it, and they did the shaman too. Shaman are also male from the start now. I get why they did it, but it really did screw up a lot of people's transmogs. The and other it, the other thing that kind of annoys me is that you know they said oh we're gonna add all of the rewards even the ones from quests that you've done before so all of those pre-cataclysm revamp quests and things you get the quest reward items for it but you only get the quest reward items if they were in your category yeah and i was hoping that we would just get all the quest rewards like just get everything yeah you can't get them anymore anyway so why not just give them to people that completed the quests yeah, I assumed that was how the quest thing would work. That you just all of them. It, because... it is. It is how it worked for like some things, but it only only seems to be like for weapons. Yeah. And again, only if you could equip the weapon. Like for again, this is a situation where. But where I mean, warriors... when you do a quest like on my rogue, if I did a quest where the quest reward was a cloth piece of something, a plate something, and then a 
a dagger or whatever, or even if it was like a cloth something, a plate something, and a mail something, and there was no other option, that means that I don't have any of those quest rewards. And yeah. I, I'm kind of mad about that. <laughs> but yeah, but these are like little tiny, tiny, you know, complaints. And honestly, I really do like the wardrobe system. I love the fact that you can save appearances, and I love the fact that I can just like sw- swap back and forth between things. Still not enchanted with the idea that I have to go to a transmog vendor to get rid of my helm and my cloak now. Like, I think that's annoying as all get out. Um, Did you see uh, people found, like, how that works now, turning off? Yeah. Yeah. There's an item in the wardrobe that is, like, hidden helm, and it's a helm without a model. So when you hide your helm, you're actually transmogging to an invisible helmet. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I knew that the whole time. That's that, You know what's messed up about that whole thing, though? One of the, I, I kind of like it, and I kind of don't like it. Um, I've I've basically started playing these two male classes, basically just so I can collect all these male looks, purely just because I'm done on plate. I am done. Like, I, I don't need anything. The only plate pieces I don't have are plate pieces I don't want. Like, I think are ugly. That's that's it. And And... I'll admit this, that's even though I think many of these pieces are ugly, I am still collecting them <laughs> because, you know, I don't have everything ticked in. But but seriously, like, I really don't need to. Whereas I have all the stuff I don't have in the male classes, so I can at least have the feeling of transmogging again. And I know where this is going. I'm going to end up leveling somebody who wears leather so I can get all the leather pieces for them. And then I'm going to I'm eventually going to break down and play a cloth class because I've been doing this since transmog came out. And yeah. the idea of being done, of not having anything to collect, is like, uh, no, no, I, I don't want that. I mean, I, I guess I, that's how, like, pet collectors feel. Like, yeah, oh, I got all of them. I have, I'm at the cap of a thousand pets. Now what? Yeah, it really does feel weird like that. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm close enough on some certain items, like, cl- like cloaks in particular. I've, I've got, like, I think, like, 20 pages of cloaks. Like, some ridiculously high amount. And I don't think I'm even close to done, but it's like it scares me sometimes thinking, okay, now I have to go and, and run every dungeon to get every cloak because there's cloaks <laughs> I didn't bother with. Like, And what's wrong with me that I'm actually seriously plotting out Burning Crusade cloak strategies? Yeah, there are very few cloaks I like the appearance of, so I don't really care about those. Yeah, I think I have like maybe six in my th- – I, like, I don't – I always hide the cloak. I always hide, hide the cloak and I very rarely will I show a helm on my character. Yeah, like, it really depends on the character, too. Like, plate classes, their armor is very bulky, and it kind of seems like it makes sense for them to have a cloak. So in plate classes, I'll use one. Um, my rogue, with, like, relatively slim leather, it, no, those cloaks don't fit a rogue. If it was, like, a big cape, like a spooky, sneaky cape, maybe. With a hood. Just, yeah, but Blizzard cool. doesn't make those. And if a cloak is short, it's automatically out of contention, because those just look like you put on a bib, but backwards. Like, I'm See, afraid I'm going to spill on my back. You've tied a towel about your shoulders, and that's that, what that is. <laughs> there's certain cloaks I almost always use. Uh, one is the stone skin gargoyle, the original stone skin gargoyle cloak, because, you know, that's it's longer. That's everybody uses. Yeah, I, I use that one a lot just because I, I, I remember when I got it, I had this, like, you know, this cloak is really cool, so I, I've wore it forever. Um, the other one is the Anixia cloak. I kept my Anixia cloak. Yeah, me too. And like, I, use it I kept all the time. it. It's it's in my bank. I don't actually use it or anything. The only reason I kept it is because that was my original Anixia cloak, and it was made for me by a friend of mine, and it was from yeah. the very first raids that I did, and 
it's there's sentimental value to that. <laughs> there's a few things, like I said, there's a few things that I kept in my void storage that were purely, purely sentimental. Like Yeah, I kept my Anixia cloak physically as well for the same reason. I kept my cloak Cape of the Black Baron, the original one. Yeah. And that, that I still have. Benediction. I, kept Benediction. Not tossing Benediction. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm that way about Quelsarar. I, I don't know if I'd ever use it. Oh, yeah. Keldalar. I kept Keldalar because I really liked that quest chain. <laughs> yeah. Other other than those ones like Benediction, Quelsarar, uh, Shadowmorn, I was happiest to get rid of all of my weapons because yeah. they gave me the highest vendor price. Yeah. That's why cloth, I made like, like 3,500 gold, man. <laughs> cloth robe, two gold, axe for Black Temple, 45 gold. Dang. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah, I'm, st- I'm probably sitting on like 9,000 gold in terms of it was limits. It was pretty crazy, and I don't know what I'm going to do with all that space. But yeah, we should probably, we have a lot of news to talk about, so yeah, maybe we should get to that. Okay, well, I'm going to go backwards then, because the, I wrote this and then I thought about it. So first up is the Hearthstones One Night in Karazhan. Um, what do you call that? Is it an expansion? What is it's it? It's an adventure. adventure. Hearthstone adventure. Okay. I don't play Hearthstone, so I don't know. I just saw it. I laughed myself sick reading the thing, realizing that they really did this, and now I wanted to ask you guys about it. So, what? what is this? It's amazing what are, is what it is. <laughs> what are they doing? It's an adventure set in Karazhan, except the, the idea is Medivh is throwing a big party, everybody's invited, but something has gone wrong. So... You're basically fighting a lot of the bosses from Karazhan, but the theme is very different. Um, although there's some different bosses, like a silverware golem, because he enchanted his silverware like Beauty and the Beast, but it went, it got mad and became a big silverware golem. It so you're went a little nuts. And uh, yeah, it, it's Karazhan reimagined through a Hearthstone sense of humor. And uh, my favorite, my favorite thing about this is the people who are willing to accept. Karazhan being Medivh's personal nightclub where he's throwing a disco, but they won't accept Draenei and Night Elves being there in that time period because they weren't introduced to the Eastern Kingdoms till much later. Like, that's what you're going to get hung up on? You're going to get hung up when there's a Draenei there, but not all this other stuff going on? Look, come on. Medivh I, can do what Medivh wants. He's the uh, Guardian. <laughs> well, plus, I mean, isn't Karazhan a nexus of time and space? Maybe yeah, they just wandered much. in in the future and it's you know stuck here. They were like, I, "Oh wow, we got we got an invitation." I don't know how that happened, but Vaiku okay. says Exodar Disco in the chat channel, and honestly, that's immediately what I thought of when yeah. I saw the trailer. I was like, "It's like Exodar Disco, only another step above that." <laughs> this is yeah. and, and there are some of the Hearthstone bosses are from World of Warcraft Karzan, like Nether Spite and Prince Malkazar and Shade of Iran, and they translated the chess event from WoW into a boss in this adventure, and apparently they had the developer who made the chess event in WoW's Karazhan work on this boss in Hearthstone. It looks I'd, really neat. I just want to know, like, if Medivh is throwing a party and the Shade of Iran shows up, how awkward is that? Hi, Dad. Hello. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess he just kept his dad's ghost there forever. Yeah. He's just there to hang out. Offer advice, frown Marty. disapprovingly. Yes, I still remember the time you killed me. You bring that up every time. Why can't we just have a nice outing? Because you killed me. But yeah, it's a new Hearthstone adventure. And that starts... When does that start, Alex? It's pretty soon, isn't it? Like the 12th? Next week or uh, something like that. I think it's next week, yeah. Yeah, um, 11th maybe? I don't know. 11th but, or 12th. Um, there's going to be a, a free prologue mission. So everybody gets to see like how 
this whole thing starts off for free. And then every week, a new wing will be released for cold hard cash or gold in game well, gold. All I know is if they don't put a boss who, who is like a vampire from Northrend who turns into a bat into this, I will be disappointed. I don't Pretty think there sure is one. Not, no. <laughs> you, you get the silverware golem instead. But it's okay. They have a lot of... August. Yeah, there's a few cards that are kind of tongue-in-cheek Beauty and the Beast references. It's pretty great. <laughs> I love the dialogue lines because the, um, the Silver or Golem boss, you can watch it online. It's even on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's just no commentaries, just watching the encounter. And the mob, like the minions that this Golem spawns have the best. Like you summon a fork, which I think gives everybody charge. Mm-hmm. And the line it says when it spawns is fork word. it's amazing or uh, i think the plates yell served it's fantastic no i'm sorry forkward was was the best one yeah all right also this we know that coming in about i guess at this point coming in about seven days uh we know that on august 9th one week yeah we're gonna finally actually get the invasion at least the beginning of it and that's when demon hunters are going to finally be available to people who pre-ordered hooray you will have, I don't know, you still have about a month, less than a month. Um, about three weeks. three weeks. Three weeks to get your character to level 100, which starts at level 98, so that shouldn't be a problem. No, no you're usually level 100 by the time you finish that whole starting experience, honestly. Yeah. You'll be ready I'm, to go. The, I'm not, I, don't, like, I don't really care that much, but I'm, I'm glad these two things at least come out at the same time, because the invasion... The Broken Shore event in Demon Hunter intro all kind of intertwine into they, like yeah they tie in thing. together. But I mean, having the Broken Shore thing gone, um, not I don't know if that I don't think that's included in this, but it really should be because that's kind of oh no I believe the Broken Shore intro is part of the whole thing. Okay, I really hope so because it's kind of uh, an integral part. But they they all kind of go together. If they didn't so have I... the Broken Shore intro, then yeah, uh, the Demon Hunters quests... would be kind of boned. <laughs> Plus, there's certain quests that go with the invasion, like right. that actually tie up right directly into the Broken. If it works like it did on the PTR and the Beta, right. they, it's all going yeah. live at the same time. That that scenario is kind of necessary for the whole package. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was I was nervous they they would like oh the invasion starts and next week you get demon hunters but like if, if you actually care about how like the narrative all goes together that doesn't really work it has to all come at once yeah. speaking of narratives then since since Alex gave me the perfect opening for it I'm gonna jump a b- up a bit because I want to talk about the audio drama the Tomb of Sargeras which came out uh, yesterday right yep yesterday um, I listened to it last night after Ann posted a link on Twitter because I wanted to hear it and it isn't it isn't quite a fully voiced audio drama it's not like they don't have a cast of, of people reading off lines it's it's more like an audiobook it's one person but if you're interested in them finally dealing with the huge can of worms they opened with another guldon they did they're they're addressing it pretty directly it, here it's and in the narrative and it even makes sense how the character reacts i mean i was like sitting there going my god storytelling that actually addresses what they did and makes sense if yeah. only this had happened in warlords their their audio drama thing is it's more like an i like to refer to it as an audiobook with extra oomph because mm-hmm. it's an audiobook but he's doing all of the voices and he's real good he's real yeah. real good I and not um heard of him, but there's also got a hell of a he's got a heck of a cv if you there's want to look also it up. There's also music along with it and sound effects and stuff along with it. So, I mean, 
it's like it's really well done um and yeah i like the fact that they're addressing some of this stuff but i also just like the story in general because it tells us exactly what guldan has been up to Mm -hmm. since he got flung through that portal at the end of hellfire citadel we had no idea where he went or what he was doing well now we kind of have an idea um we also know definitively who he is working for it's yeah and it's a four-part series this was the first of four parts so theoretically if they if they keep up with the releasing it on monday thing we should get the last episode of that right before the launch of legion which should be great yeah, that would be a, narratively that would be satisfying. Uh, definitely, I I don't even know how to put it. Like, there's I don't want to give any spoilers for it because that's not what the point of the show really. We have an entire podcast where we do that. But um, if you're interested in what Gul'dan's motivations are, what he's thinking, and more importantly, like how what he feels about the fact that he's not the first Gul'dan to be here, this this audio drama is for you. You should listen to it. It's and it's you know plus it's good and. It's kind of fun because, in a way, it's he's a good enough actor that he does the voices differently enough that he can have Cadgar or Kill Jaden or Gul'dan or even Maya of Shadow Song talk, and it doesn't sound ridiculous. Like it sounds like different people. So yeah. No, he's just really good at reading story. That's Stephen Pacey. Stephen Pacey did the narr- the narration for it. Robert Brooks wrote the story. Brooks has written all kinds of wonderful stories for Blizzard before. So um, yeah, I'm just I'm really happy with this so far. Yeah, I can't I mean, wait to see what happens it's, it's, next. It's, it's a quality thing. I I was like Rossi said, really expecting it would be multiple voice actors. That's what I think when it's like audio drama, like podcasts. that do the kind of thing nowadays. Audio drama podcasts. They mm-hmm. have a cast of people like, oh, I play so and so, and this person plays so and so. Yeah, um, that's what I thought we were gonna get. Yeah, but it's definitely more of the audiobook style where it's just a narrator. It's a good one though. Uh, at this point though, we're gonna switch shift gears because this is something that I have no idea what's going on. So one of you guys is gonna explain it to me. They're having like Overwatch is looks like it's gonna be having Olympics themed skins. The for summer games, the Overwatch summer games, they just launched today. Um, it's definitely not the Olympics because they don't want to get sued. No, they definitely do not. But it's the Summer Games, and they have a logo that isn't rings. It looks more like peacock feathers in a rainbow variety of colors. But regardless, oh, you're going to get sued by NBC, guys. Regardless, they have a new brawl out. Um, Alex, you want to explain the brawl? Yeah, the brawl. Um, I don't know if either of you probably not. If either of you guys played Rocket League? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It's soccer with cars, and this is soccer with Lucio's, except you're not kicking the ball, you are shooting, or punching the ball, or using his, like, right-click knockback on it. And it's a really big ball. Yeah, like, it's it's massive. It is bigger than Lucio. It's Overwatch Rocket League, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you don't kill people in it, you don't fight each other, it's just you 3v3 knocking the ball back and forth trying to score goals, and uh, whoever has the most within four minutes wins. Um, it's uh, it's very different from the regular Overwatch gameplay, but it's a lot of fun. I think uh, if you already own Rocket League, you'll probably prefer to play Rocket League, but as a side minigame in Overwatch, it's a blast. It's pretty. It looks pretty entertaining, and I kind of want to play that. I'm I'm hoping we can stream some of that tomorrow because I want to play around with it. But um, the other stuff that's going on with it, there are special summer games loot boxes, and in those loot boxes, there are skins, there are sprays, there are emotes, there are one thing I will say poses. is this is perfect for Zarya. 
Yeah. And, I, the, and the skin they have for Zarya that I've seen is perfect for. Her. Yeah. You know, if you know, I, I again, I I love Overwatch to death, despite the fact that if I play it for five minutes, I I literally have to put my head down because it yeah. will, it causes it's, my eye to explode. So it's I mean it's even you know people without eye issues have it has a very narrow field of view and people when fps games have such a narrow field of view a lot of people have problems with that so it's what i find interesting though are the loot boxes because they're kind of um they're different you want to explain that alex yeah um there's no currently for the duration of the event there's no standard loot crates it's all the summer games loot crates but the summer games ones the, the special skins and sprays and so forth that are only available during this event cannot be purchased with credits. So you can only get them through acquiring the Summer Games loot boxes. And if you want a lot of them, you probably have to pay real money for them. But they also include items from the standard boxes. So chances are good, if you've gotten a lot of boxes previously, most of what you're going to get are standard items that are duplicates. So you get credits, which you can't use to buy the things you want from the event. Which is kind of lame, yeah, really. It's, it's pretty terrible. I, uh, If you log in right now, if you log in right now, you get one free crate for logging in. And then it works. You earn crates the same way you earn crates in games right now. You level and when you hit, you know, hit a level, you get a crate. Or you can buy the crates from the store. But yeah, I I have a problem with that. I honestly, I mean, I love the idea of the event. I love the brawl. It looks like a blast. But if you're going to release something that's so limited in scope, where it's only going to be here for like a month, maybe less than a month, then maybe you should make it so that those crates only have loot that relate to the event instead of mixing in all of the other junk that, quite frankly, most people probably already have at this point because they've been playing Overwatch nonstop. So... I mean, honestly, what people are going to want is the skins right and so there's already the problem when i opened a crate and i got like a spray i was like oh come on and now it's i got even the torbjorn worse. skin i was really happy <laughs> Sweet, swedish torbjorn yeah i did i got yeah that and and so now you're like yes i see the fireworks i got a summer games item and it's like oh it's a spray of may playing table tennis great i really would have preferred I mean, one I of those skins yeah i don't mind that so much but it's like yeah, if you want to, like, try and collect things, I mean, why would you slap down real money on loot boxes that still contain stuff that was in the old loot boxes when all you're looking for is the event stuff? If you're going to release an event-only loot box, then make sure it only has loot that pertains to the event. Yeah. That just makes sense. I might be remembering this incorrectly, but um, I played a lot of the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, which had a similar thing, like, you... Level oh, up, it? earn crates, or you buy crates and you get like new characters or weapons or whatever. And I spent some money on that. And then when they would release a new DLC, if I remember correctly, there would be a new crate, but that crate would specifically include items from the new DLC. Right. So I could spend like 20 bucks and I would get random stuff, but it was from a pool of things I didn't have yet. Like I was almost certainly going to get new stuff from that patch. I was fine playing, paying money to get that stuff. I don't want to pay money to maybe get duplicates from the old stuff and not be able to use those coins on the new stuff. Like, that's just crap. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, 
I appreciate the event. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's definitely appropriate that they're doing something like this. And like the whole idea of the summer games and all the countries coming together. Like that all fits with Overwatch really well. Like it just fits with Overwatch's whole overall feel and the theme and everything else. But those loot crates, man. I, you know, if you're going to sell the loot crates, make sure they contain the items from that event. Don't throw in the other junk in there with it because that's available whenever. You can get that whenever you want. If you can only get this stuff for like 20 days or whatever, well, then maybe you should make it so people, if they want to, you know, drop down the 40 bucks and buy 50 of those boxes, make sure that they're getting stuff from the event in them. And yeah, that just, it it bothered me. (laughs) I'm really not familiar with, uh, I don't know, like Hearthstone has like, pity protection where if you haven't gotten a legendary in like 40 pack openings or whatever it will give you a legendary on your 40th pack <laughs> like you are guaranteed to get pity one protection. if you've had that much terrible luck you will get one on the 40th pack i don't know if overwatch does that or if has any kind of thing about that but i know like even because i think all this stuff is kind of derived from what is it in japan it's called the gachapon or whatever it's like yeah. random prizes yeah I think even Japan was like, having no protection is crap. We're going to regulate that. If you have a game with this random stuff, people need to get stuff. You can't. They can't just walk away empty-handed after yeah, spending. They, I think we've gotten to the point where in gaming where true RNG has been revealed to be soul-crushing. Yeah. Where you just, with the pop, especially when you are spending money on it. When you're spending money on it, and, and this is in general, this is for anything. If you're spending money on something and you could, you could easily spend $500 or however much you wanted to spend and get nothing no matter what just because it's pure RNG, yeah, that's no good. And, and the coins were what made it acceptable in Overwatch. Like, okay, I got junk time and time again, keep doing duplicates, but I'm getting my coins from these duplicates. Eventually, I can get the one I want no matter what. Eventually, you can buy the thing. Only but, you can't buy the thing with this one. Yeah, except this one, it's not. There's and no I guarantee. Would, I would even accept, like, if they had a second kind of crates, which is just the summer crates, and they only contained the summer items, I would be willing to even pay more for that. Like, okay, instead of a dollar a crate, it's a dollar fifty. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get the thing I want. It costs a little more, but it guarantees I get something from this much smaller pool of items. Okay. But, and, well, I mean, in the long run, it doesn't necessarily matter too much. I mean, there are some people that are upset that they're charging money or whatever, but the thing is, is, like, you don't have to pay the money. You can just do the same thing you've been doing. Level, get your crates that way, open them up. Maybe they'll have things in them. Um, I and mean, it's all cosmetic items. Yeah, and but, the, kind of the problem with I, that is... I wouldn't even feel bad about getting a spray in a summer loot crate box if it was related to the summer games. You know? right. <laughs> if it's just another spray, like the same old spray that you get from the right, that's, that's where I run into the issue there. I'm like, if you're going to give us goodies tailored to a specific event, then make sure everything in that box is from that event. That's yeah, all. I, I was watching right after this patch went live, I was watching a stream on Twitch and this guy saw the Japanese Genji. Skin. Oh yeah. Like, I want that. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go buy it with my coins. He's like, Oh, I can't. Like, but I really want it. It's like, well, okay, I'll buy 50 loot boxes. And he opened all 50, and he didn't get it. And he was like, screw this game, man. <laughs> screw this game. Yeah, okay. But we're, there's more to talk about, and then we also have emails. So I'm going to move us away from the but whatever that was. Um, Overwatch? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it was Overwatch. I just meant the, the rant kind of went big there. Uh, and 
so I, I feel like we've talked about Harbingers enough on another podcast. So Well, we yeah, probably... but Cadgar came out last week, yeah. though. So, I mean, we mentioned Gul'dan on last week's podcast, but Cadgar came out. Yeah, we should, was... we should tell people that it happened. Yeah. Harbinger's shorts are happening. Gul'dan, you get to see Gul'dan being, you know, his puppy kicking self. And... Yeah, we talked about that one last yeah. week. But Cadgar, you, you get to see Cadgar. Without spoiling it, you get to see why Cadgar... Is just Cadgar. And I Cad- love Cadgar Cad- doing Cadgar things. I love Cadgar. So, like this, this, this episode in particular just kind of like punted Cadgar from yeah, I kind of like that guy into oh man, I really love that guy. <laughs> I think if he hangs around too long, right, become the alliance's thrall. Yeah, we don't want we'll we don't want to get into overkill territory. But right now, I'm still okay with Cadgar. I feel like Cadgar is probably going to be around for one more expansion because I feel like we're going to see whatever the next expansion is feels like it's going to be playing off this one, like this yeah. one of Warlords. So I feel like we'll have Cadgar for one more expansion and then he'll be like, okay, I'm done. But what about the old gods? No, I don't do them. No, no, I'm uh, retiring. Yeah. Like, Cadgar retiring, retiring. <laughs> Cadgar is having that similar problem where he's like, I am supremely powerful. I can totally chump this guy in a cutscene. But once the cutscene ends, you have to collect 12,000 items for me. Like, well, Cadgar, you just one-shot that guy. Go get him yourself. You can. Go get him, Cadgar. Just look. Go I have get a him. lot to do, man. Although <laughs> you know, like we we saw when we went to uh, Shatrath and we did the event in Shatrath, we saw what happened there because he cast that really big spell and then he was like, "Oh, I've drained my energy. I need to recharge." You guys run ahead. I still say one of the funniest bits of of Warlords of Draenor is bring me his skull for reasons. <laughs> what reasons? Reasons. They're just reasons. Realistic. I really need it. Okay, look, just 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 get me his skull. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like Cadgar could get old fast, but for right now, I'm okay with him. I just I really liked that short. Um, I can't wait to see the, the last one comes out this week. So, because there were three of them this time. What I what I thought interesting about it is that they got Michael Bell back again to do yes. it again, and I'm I'm always down for Michael. I was Bell so showing. excited <laughs> as soon like, as he started that... talking. I was like, oh. yeah. So there's that. That's that came out. Um, I guess we should mention too that Oriel has hit the PTR for Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, and she looks awesome. Uh, um, just just the simple fact that we're getting another support character, like the first one since what October of last year. It's mm-hmm. exciting. We need more support characters. The current ones got really boring. Um, so I'm excited to see that. But she also just looks like a generally really cool character. Who was the last one? Like Lieutenant Rodriguez? Or, um... Mor- Morales. Oh, sorry. See, I yeah. keep falling out of the character from Alien. In, in the big like streak of StarCraft heroes, they released Morales, and that's been the last one since. And Morales herself isn't particularly exciting. Uh, it's like put a beam on somebody at the end. She was pretty straightforward. Ariel, on so the other got, hand, yeah, is kind got, of more... Now we more... got the ribbon dancer who heals you. Yeah, Ariel is a little bit more complicated. Yeah, uh, she she does seem really exciting to play. Uh, and she has the resurrect, which uh, we finally know how it works. People are like, but bodies ragdoll in Heroes of the Storm. How are you going to target somebody to res them? And now we know uh, you res their ghost, which remains where they died. How fun. So if Illidan's body ragdolls into outer space, his ghost will still be there. Oh, cool. even though his body has like slingshotted into the atmosphere somewhere, his yeah. ghost will still be right there on the his yeah. Okay. The ghost remains right where they die. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoyed. Where'd my body go? 
I can't run back to Mars. That. It's on Mars now, I mean, and it's cons- still going. <laughs> considering some of Illidan's spectacular on the hunt deaths, where he's like streaking across the map and gets like hit by a random shot, and his ghost may still be somewhere really inconvenient, but we'll see. All right. Well, I believe that's our top stories for the week. Um, quite a few actually this week. It, it's as we're getting close to Legion launch, we're getting a lot more stuff happening, but, which is usually the case. So and it's not even all Legion related. Like, yeah, no, no, there's just not. been a lot of news coming out over the past couple of weeks in general. So, but at this point, we're going to move on to do emails. So it's usually the case. If you have an email for us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We'll take pretty much emails on any subject. Uh, if you are like one of our comment readers this week who sent in eight emails i'm gonna try to pick one i'm not gonna do all eight because i mean i get what you're doing and it's cool that you broke it up and didn't just hit me with like a super long email and thank you for that but i I can't do an entire show of one person's emails i I feel like that would be rude to everybody that's okay though because we have plenty of their emails stored now so we can use them in future episodes can pick and choose the goodies now Ian will be reading them okay so, first email is from Sugal Kitten, who says, Hello, y'all. Just wondering if you know if there will be any kind of pre-patch event. So far, this is kind of dull once you figure out how to play your class. Thanks, Sugal Kitten. Yes. Well, we kind of answered that. Yeah, we, we answered that. It's going to be um, this August 9th. We start to see the invasion. Yeah, a week from today, there's going to be the invasion. And just brief overview, um, the Legion's arriving on Azeroth. And by arriving, I mean, like slamming green fire into the world and all kinds of craziness demons all over the place fighting in cities there's a lot there's the just gonna be a up, lot going on <laughs> the legion shows up an awful lot like when a frat house moves into your neighborhood it's it's like that it's it's mass chaos didn't yes. they make a movie about that um and they've made like 35 I think they've made about. several <laughs> yeah okay but yeah um the evasion it's it's not in every zone really um, there's some stuff that happens in capital cities, but also specific zones like Hillsbrad, uh, Chenaris, Lachmadon, Westfall, uh, some other ones where the, when the invasion, like an invasion happens in that zone and you go there and you enter into a zone wide, they're treated as a scenario. Kind of. It's, yeah. It's a zone wide scenario and everybody's in the same scenario and it kind of goes in stages. Like first, like some dude spawn, you got to beat up these dudes and then the Legion's like, oh crap, those dudes are dead. And the spaceships start firing, and things come down. You have to go around the entire zone. And yeah, there are spaceships, demon spaceships. It's pretty yes. amazing. So it's it's not like the scourge one. Like the stuff out in the world is just there's a crystal. There's a bunch of mobs milling around it. Kill them a lot. Uh, there, it's more this is, structured. This is more active. And not that I mind just kill them a lot, because I like grinding things. I've mentioned this before. I enjoy doing that. Yeah. But um, for people who don't like just grinding mobs, these scenarios have more going on. It's, it's yeah, it's nice that they have, like, context and structure to them. And then on top of that, there's also the aforementioned Broken Shore scenario, which everybody will be able to play through. Um, there's quests involved. I mean, yeah, there's, there's really... going to be quite a bit to do next Tuesday. Not, not going to spoil it, but there is a quest chain that basically, if you watch the Kagar short, there's a quest chain that is effectively what Kagar does after you watch that short. And there's uh, there's gear to collect. Yeah, you can get basically eye level 700 gear. It, it's it's going to be pretty cool. So there will be and plenty to do as of next week. 
I've I've seen a number of people that comment on our site like they're gonna not gonna be around next week, so they're gonna miss a week of the invasion, and they're really worried about that. Um, from what I understand, I don't know if this has been confirmed. It was mentioned like a long time ago somewhere that the invasion will slowly ramp up. Yeah, I don't know if this is still the case. So like things will be happening next week, but maybe not super frequent. Like if you log in, you'll probably find an invasion, but they might be spawning more quickly as we get closer to launch, or more things may be happening. So if you're looking to <laughs> the grind night before out launch is just going to be pure chaos. <laughs> if you're looking to get like all the gear and stuff and you do need to do these invasions to get the items to get the gear. Um, I think you'll have plenty of opportunities if it's going for the next three weeks. If for nothing else, you want to do it just for the transmog appearances of the weapons. They're amazing looking. I think there's like a pet as well and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. there is. There's a felbat pet that you can get. <laughs> in the middle of all this chaos look I adopted a little evil bat oh, look it's an evil bat it's going to yeah. be my friend because it yeah. doesn't want to be part of the legion it just wants to be my friend okay <laughs> um, so yeah hopefully that answers your question so we'll get in basically wait a week there will be lots to do uh, next email is from Raya Shaka a troll shaman from Feathermoon and longtime listener Patreon founder. Glory to our Blizzard Watch overlords. Long may they watch Blizzard. Thank you. He says, I was watching some run-throughs of the Artifact Quests. Okay, so this may have minor spoilers for Artifact Quests. Just just a heads up to people. Anyway, they said, one of them, something caught my eye. During the Unholy Death Knight Artifact Quest, you go after the Dark Riders, the poor souls who Medivh cursed to eternally seek artifacts. There were many strange and wonderful things in the various rooms in the catacombs of Karazhan, but the one, but one at the very end got my attention. It was a very ornate and large statue of a Tauren female that seemed mystical and larger than life. As it was made of some sort of brown ore, I immediately assumed it was a statue of the Earth Mother. As far as I'm aware, it's the first time in-game something might be representing her. Looking forward to your thoughts and love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Rayashaka. I've done that quest, and I couldn't tell you if that was the Earth Mother or not. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. I remember the statue. I remember him saying, huh. Why does Medivh have that? Is Medivh um, just into really big statues of Tauren ladies? My impression from looking at those things is they didn't. If it wasn't there for your quest, it didn't necessarily have a lot of meaning. It's just Medivh's treasure trove. It's his. It's his dragon horde. His fancy artifacts. So I think they just populated it with stuff that looked shiny. Uh, okay, but in this particular case, it makes Medivh look like he's got like a Tauren statue thing going on. It's really strange. It is weird. Like, when you do it, you're maybe like... Maybe it's got some sort of magical significance. I don't know. Maybe it's just some Tauren who got petrified. I don't know. But it is there. It, it's, it's, it's a strange thing to find. I, I, was, I was in the middle of, like, being attacked by stuff. So I wasn't, like, staring at it. I was like, oh, God! But, yeah, it is there. I don't it's, know what it is. It was probably just something sparkly in their doodads. They're like, oh, this looks like a treasure. Plop. <laughs> Well, hopefully that answers your question, Ryashaka. Uh, next email is from Kit- Kitsunagari. Kitsunagari, yeah. uh, Dranai Holy Priest on the Anvil Mar server, who says, Hi, and Mike and Alex. It's not Mike. Mike hasn't been here in forever. It's- well, Mitch is technically a Mike, but we call him Mitch. Oh, yeah, I guess he is, isn't he? Yeah. But um, we call Mitch, him Mitch. Mitch is a shortened version of his last name, and that's what we use for some reason, because that's what he told us to use. I don't know. And Rossi is a Matt, but we call him Rossi. Yeah, I don't know why. It used to be there were tons of Matts around here. but That's why. Matt, yeah. It's just there were so many Matts that you were Rossi. And yeah, we used to have like four or five of them. There were a back. ton of mics, so Sako was Sako. <laughs> and then it just kind of stuck, even though people moved on. 
because that's just who you are now to me. Sorry. I like using last names. It's the last name sounds cool. Okay. So anyway, uh, email from Kitsunagare says, My first character, but now my number one alt, is an orc warlock, mostly for the dichotomous roleplay. I finally finished the warlock green fire quest line after zero failed attempts, and something occurred to me. The boss is the essence of order. Having pre-ordered and continued to devour Chronicle Volume 1, I find order in the southwest corner on the cosmology map this is all about chronicle i'm so sorry alex anyway says i would like to hear your thoughts about this npc according to wowhead please speculate on the possibility of player warlocks coming so close to the far edge of the cosmology map even confronting the grandmother the titans themselves two levels above is the essence of order the essence of death disorder or life ever mentioned in game thoughts sincerely thanks for all you do kitsunagari um yeah, people keep trying to slap things on that cosmology map, and like I hate keep, that map for this reason. It's well, people keep trying to slap things on it and say, you know, they're like, oh, well, they're over in this corner and they're over in this corner. No, the mortals of Azeroth and everyone is in the center of that map where Azeroth is. Like, you don't cross over. There is no traveling around. There's no nothing. You just it, access various schools of magic. It's a conceptual map. It's a conceptual map. And it's the placement a- the placement of the, everything on that map isn't isn't like specifically for some overwhelming reason. It's just that's that's where things are. Let's hop on a spaceship and travel to Orderland. Yeah, that does that's not how it works. <laughs> this, this isn't I mean, I understand a lot of us played D and D and so we came up. We grew up with the Great Wheel of D and D cosmology, and right. we were like, oh, "We're going to go to the plane of concordant opposition." But these aren't planes. No, like, they are planes on the map to a degree, but it's not. It is a conceptual map. It is these ideas are in opposition to each other. It, it is essentially if you are very orderly, you are not chaotic, sort of thing. It, it isn't, you know. Well, the essence of order must come from the, the plane of order. There's no plane of order. There's just. The void is an evil force. It is not okay. We're on the train. Uh, we're gonna stop it at void, and then we're gonna swing through up. You know, this is not the uh, the the T map of, of Boston or anything like that. <laughs> it's a conceptual. And I mean, it's a, so they need a mob for this thing. You know, like one of the things that warlocks are heavy on is is the whole concept of of chaos. Like the mm-hmm. mastery for destruction is really janky now because it's a random effect. Because chaos, okay. that's fun, I guess. Um, so in this quest, you fight something that is not chaotic. You fight something orderly. Like, that's all there is to it. You're well, it ties into something... the whole thing. You find out one of the origins of, de- of the demons that you summon was that they were bloodhounds who was attracted to sacrificial magic. They were created by the Titans to do that job. They are orderly beings. That's It's all tied into the, the lore of the thing. So it isn't meant to be literally this guy is pure order. He is more powerful than the Titans. He is their grandfather. It's it, that is not how it works. It's just a mob, man. It's yeah. just a mob. There's nothing much bigger, nothing much bigger than that. I mean, essence of order means that it's orderly in essence. Anyway, sorry that didn't really like go too deep into that for you there. It's but there's only, there's only so much there. Yeah, I think you're reading a little too far into the cosmology map. You don't need to yeah, read that I, far into it, seems, it. It seems like everybody does that with the cosmology map, which is why I really don't like it now. It's like every mob in WoW, it's just some guy made a cool mob for you to kill. Usually when it's just stuff you fight, it really doesn't matter that much. It's just stuff you I kill. mean, I like dissecting that map just because I like dissecting that map and kind of looking at the layout of things. Um, but I'm more looking at 
concepts. It's like a conceptual thing. It's not really a li- meant to be literally interpreted. Interpreted? That's not even a word. Interpreted. Let's interpretate that map. <laughs> I'm tired. My brain hurts. I was trying to decipher a Sombra thing earlier today. <laughs> Nothing is working right right now. Okay, so our next email is from Lioris of Proudmore, who says, Good evening, watchers. As an avid collector, I'm thoroughly enjoying the new wardrobe system. I did notice a couple of bugs when I went to transmog the paladin tier 17 mythic and heroic shoulders, the pauldrons of guiding light. After the patch, the spell effects on the shoulders are green now instead of blue, which throws off two of my favorite paladin armor sets. Have any of you noticed similar bugs, and how are you enjoying the system overall? It's been an honor helping to support your great team since its inception. Keep up the stellar work, Lioris. I haven't noticed anything like that, but man, I would be bummed if I, I did. There's I have I have entire sets that are built around colors. That would drive me nuts if a piece of gear suddenly switched colors. There there's one that's not related to the wardrobe, but it's a bug that hap- it came into being a long time ago and they never fixed and it really bums me out. You know the tabard of the lightbringer that was one of the items from like the Lich King quest? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you used, to, you used to use it, and you would get this like glow of light that would kind of swirl around you. Like right. be, now, I'm... you use it, and it's like embedded in your chest, so you just have like glow coming out of your pecs or your boobs, <laughs> and it's mostly inside your character model. So you use it, and it looks really terrible, and it's been this way for a few years. Like it broke, and they never fixed it. So I just don't use the tabard anymore because the particle effect has been busted for three four years i want to say that rossi and i's old raid leader had that tabard and used to use it all the time yeah he did yeah. he did he had that tabard yeah yeah it doesn't go around you anymore it's embedded there's, there was that tabard or there was the one that came out like during the event where the uh black the, the dark portal was opening just before uh before uh burning crusade came out yeah that tabard had a similar effect, except you flex when you use it. Right, the Argent Crusade do, one, or the Argent a, Dawn one. Yeah, you would do a light thing around you, and it was a similar effect. I don't know if that one's broken or not. But I, I need to go look, because I actually, I have that tabard, so yeah, I'll have to go look at that and see. But yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I haven't noticed any sort of like graphical glitches or anything, but most of my gear is leather and or mail, and doesn't really have much in the way of glowy spell effects or anything like that um because i appreciate subtlety on my character <laughs> <laughs> subtlety. Um, if i if i decide i want an entirely blue set that glows i i go get it and i i have three I, yeah. I do have my to say paladin. my shaman my shaman has like the lightning shoulders because i have this whole lightning thing going on with her but yeah, I feel like it depends on the class. Like, my paladin, I will be ostentatious as heck, because that's your job, man. You're supposed to be glowy and, and <laughs> bright. But my rogue, it's like, well, I mean, I wouldn't say she's wearing a subtle set, because uh, it's the Alliance Tier 9, which is extremely cleavage which is not subtle, but it's more understated than my paladin, who is throwing, like, particle effects in every which direction. Well, yeah, it's like, for, for my warrior, like, I think I, I when I wrote the most recent warrior column, I went out and put together a set that is basically, in my opinion, the warriorist set you can get. Yeah. Because it is just, it is brown and spiky. <laughs> it's like, you are literally walking around brown and spiky, and it's like, it looks like it's got dried blood on it. It's just, it is, that's a warrior set. A warrior set is not, look at my glowing particle effects. It's like, oh, are you kidding me with this? You know, I went to go... Because you can you can undelete your characters now, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to go get my paladin back, the paladin that I deleted during Wrath. I figured, 
Well, maybe I'll bring her back so that I have all her plate gear, right? Mm-hmm. I can't find her. It's like she didn't exist. If yeah, uh, that is a problem. And I don't, I don't know what to do about that exactly because you would think that she would exist, but like the server that I had her on, when I go to click the whole undelete character, it's like you don't have any characters to undelete, and I'm like, well, I should. Because it was Wrath, and I'm looking at the support page, and it says that if you had a character that was, you know, this level, then you should have them perpetually or whatever. And she was level 80. Like, I got her to max level before I deleted her. I know. Everybody's cringing right now, going, why would you do that? I'm sorry. Paladins were really boring to play. But, yeah. it, it Wrath? Like, Paladins are awesome in Wrath. I, I got so bored. I was so bored the whole time. I played that Paladin... And I'd, like, pull a big group of mobs, lay down a holy fart, and then, like, go back to watching Netflix. And when I turned around, there were a bunch of things for me to loot. That's when Retribution was its most exciting, I thought. That, I didn't find it exciting at all. (laughs) I found it pretty boring. But, I mean, plate glasses have never really been my thing. But I figured, okay, well, for the wardrobe system, for the sake of the wardrobe system, why don't I bring her back? And maybe, you know, maybe I'll try playing a paladin again. Maybe it's a little bit different at level 100. Maybe I'll actually enjoy it this time. Who knows? Except that she doesn't exist. So I don't know what I have to do with that. I guess maybe file a ticket, but I don't even remember what that character's name was. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I do know. know what server she was on. Hey, uh, that's it. Rossi, I have a question in regards to particle effects for warriors. What if there was an armor set where the particle effect was just like blood squelching out of you at all times? Would you use that? To death ninety. No, because they're yeah, dead. They don't have blood. They have blood is one of their three specs. But they take other people's blood. It's this is just, your oh. this is your blood gushing out at all times. No, you're all just, wounded. You've been out there warrioring. I just feel first off, it would look dumb because it's World of Warcraft, and they're not going to have a good blood effect squirting out of you. It's going to look like they're squelchy spunk sound you've seen what they do with blood in this game yeah, yeah. secondly secondly uh i feel like warriors are like sure we get hurt and we probably would have a lot of bandages with blood all over them or whatever but the idea that we just be squirting i mean that kills you you die <laughs> that's that's like i'm so tired thought no, you're getting healed you get more blood you get healed continuously. We we can't stop the bleeding, but we can constantly regenerate your blood. This is a terrible magical spell you've created. <laughs> but no, for me, if a warrior is going to have a particle effect, the problem is, is that paladins and death knights have really divided up the the moral schemata here. Like they've, you know, paladins get all the shiny stuff, death knights get all the what is that horrible thing stuff, and warriors are kind of left with hit it. What if what if we did hit it? Swords are falling out of you. Again, uh, falling out of you is the problem here. It, 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 it is very warrior. <laughs> the only thing that not I could wardrobe. see like remotely, remotely warrior-ish is because you aren't dealing with magic or anything. Is if you're just constantly like flinging up piles of dust and dirt as you fight. Yeah, or so it's sort of like a pig pen aura, like the Quite peanuts frankly, character. You know, when yeah. he walked, it was just dust clouds. Yeah, like that. I don't really want- <laughs> Big pen, but okay. You're just dirty. You're a big old dirty warrior. <laughs> For me, like the warrior aesthetic works best instead of instead of it being heavily particle effects. It it should be. I would love a set that made you straight up just bigger. Like one of the you know warriors should you know since they're just physically more powerful, they should just be bigger. Or like like the avatar spell turns you into rock. You know something like that. Like you know various like you know racially themed size changes or. Stuff like that. Like, I could see a night elf warrior being able to, like, do something with the fact that they can all shadow meld or whatever, but... 
for most what, of them. Just, what if it's going to be he, something falling out of them? <laughs> Though you know those uh, like when cartoons censor curse words, it's like the at symbol and the pound symbol and all that. What if you you had shoulders and like there are speech bubbles alternating from one shoulder to the other, having like curse words coming out of you? So everything you're going to come up with is a vaguely joke. <laughs> What, what if your what, armor just curses constantly? What, what like, is that? It's a stream of profanity I, I coming don't, from I, your armor. I wouldn't like that either. Because <laughs> it's silly. I mean, you, as an amount of silly I can handle. But, I mean, I honestly think for warriors, one of the problems I had with the warrior class hall was that they couldn't come up with a way to have all the different races of Azeroth hang out in it. Because, like, Horde and Alliance warriors would be just, like, staring at each other the whole time, getting ready to attack each other. And, and you know... Honestly, I honestly feel like that's kind of silly because we're, you know, demons. We, we have bigger things to fight. But I do think you could have armor sets that were racial and that for warriors, that would make sense. Like having a gnome armor set for warriors where it's all clockwork and having a night elf warrior set where it's all vaguely made of magic wood and having like a, a human warrior set, which is straight up just the, the Warcraft 3 human knight. Shining plate. If it's they weren't obsessed with including the Horde Alliance War in every expansion, they could have done it. Like, this is the expansion where they're like, we're not fighting each other, we got bigger fish to fry. Then put them in the same class hall, great. But they have to keep the, like, oh, here's the side plot where they're at war, Mm -hmm. because we're not bored of that yet. So they can't do it. The thing is, they still could have done it, because the average grunt is, is never as obsessed with the objectives as their commanders. The average grunt always understands, you know, here we are in the trenches, that dude I'm gonna kill tomorrow and I are basically the same. Like, if you ever watch All Quiet on the Western Front, the soldiers yeah. got it. The soldiers know, oh, yeah, sure, I'm going to be shooting you tomorrow, but, you know, tonight we'll have Christmas. Yep. You know what I mean? It's well, just stuff like that. I, I honestly felt like they could have gone to the class hall and been like, yeah, I might have to kill you in the storm, in, in storm in spot, in, you know, the Stormheim. Yeah, I might have to kill you there. But, you know, we muzzle eat because we're here and they got a ton of food. Have you seen the Vrakul serving? It's like they put, like, an entire cow on that thing. Okay, well, we have one more email here, so I figure we should just answer it real quick since it's the last one. Oh, sure. Um, so that this one is from Mitt, because I don't know how to pronounce that whole name, but you put Mitt in parentheses, so we're just going to call you Mitt on Zul'jin, who says, Good day, fellow Blizz Geeks. In Mists of Pandaria, Rathion forewarned us of the Legion's return. I'm currently in the beta, but have played minimally and have tried not to pay any attention to the storyline so as not to spoil for myself once the release goes down. But I have this insatiable curiosity of what happens with Rathion. Does he make an appearance in Legion at all, or are they saving him for later in a future patch, 7.1 or 7.2 or beyond that or maybe run up to the next expansion what's your knowledge or thoughts on our black-winged friend um mitt Razion was in the beta for a little while and actually had a pretty involved quest chain in high mountain but it was removed so yeah. he's not in there anymore which i'm not particularly happy about because i love Razion to bits yeah, and they, they took out all the neat stuff they'd given to him and gave it to some guy that i never heard of before yeah so we don't know where Rathion is. I'm I'm hoping that that means that he'll be playing a heavier role in a later patch, or I'm maybe for- even the next expansion. I'm looking forward to his eventual role as consort of Stormwind. Quite frankly, <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be great. Okay, no spoilers it, here. <laughs> his his current absence is really weird to me because he this- was the one saying like this Legion thing's going to happen. So it's like. He's gathering power to be ready for this, and but then it happens, and this he's like, "Bye." That he's really invested in, so you would think that he would be directly 
in there somehow helping us out or trying hoping, to get this resolved. I'm and, hoping at some point he rides in on the final Titan. And just right. But like he, he hasn't, he hasn't, like I said, he was there in high mountain. He had a fairly lengthy and involved quest chain and all of that was, he was just taken out of all of it and it was given to somebody else. So I'm assuming that we're probably going to see him in a future patch because this is the thing he was warning us about. This is the thing he should be here. He should be. Well, plus, I mean, they, it's not like they forgot him. They did. They, they were developing him. <laughs> and then suddenly they're like, nah. They I, just have different plans, I guess. Blizzard does that sometimes. Like back in, in Mist where they had an entirely different Jade Forest. And then they were like, nah. And they just switched it on us. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll see some more Rathion. It, it really would be strange if like the thing he'd been warning us about two expansions ago happens. And he's like, what? oh, that happened? Oh, I was sleeping. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, wow. Uh, I totally meant to be ready for this. I got plans. Oh, wow. I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, okay. You seem to be doing good with Kagar. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see what happens with that. Anyway, um, that wraps up the emails. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your questions answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ad-free site experience. Alex, did you want to jump in here or do we want to wrap it up? Sure. You can also support our site by going to blizzardwatch.com slash grays. Check out grays. It's a subscription healthy snack service. You're going to be playing Legion. You want some snacks, get something healthy. Uh, Graze, it's G-R-A-Z-E and not the color. That's Alrighty. it. That's the podcast then for everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. It is pretty much why we have a podcast in the first place. Uh, if you have an email for us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. And, you know, thanks very much. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.